0: Welcome to the Unapologetically Fueled Podcast, where we talk nutrition, identity, performance, and the psychology behind it all. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. I hope you're all having an amazing day, an amazing week, whatever you're up to. Um, Today, I'm going to be talking about a topic that has been highly requested by a lot of you, and that is the topic of fear foods. Now, A lot of you have DM'd me asking me about fear foods and asking me how to overcome fear foods and stuff. And my heart goes out to you guys because, like, I, like, I had overcome so many fear foods when I was going through recovery and I have really, like through experience and also through psychology, I've learned some of the best ways to overcome foods that you are scared of. Um, And I did get some of your questions too on Instagram and I'm going to answer some of those, but I'm going to answer them more as the podcast goes along. Um, So I'm just going to kind of get into it. I'm first going to talk about what a fear food is, What examples of fear foods? Everybody has different fear foods, but how do we get a fear food? Um, Signs that you might have a fear food, and then also how to overcome the fear food according to psychology and some best practices for that. And I'm also going to touch a lot on food rules because a lot of you have um, asked about that as well. Like food rules, fear food, is there a difference? Um, But it is kind of like a similar psychological process. So, Anyway, getting into it, I am first going to define what a fear food is. A fear food is literally what it sounds like. It is a food that we are scared of. And it really is just a food that we have some negative association with or we're scared to eat because of the consequences of that food. So whatever that consequence is, whatever that food is, it is a food that you have a bad association with. Um, some examples of fear foods that, just common ones that I see in a lot of people and that I had myself and that I've met a lot of people with these fear foods are like pasta, um, carbohydrates, um, like fats, um, burgers, pizzas, donuts. But fear foods can literally be anything. It can be the sweetened version of a milk or milk in general or literally anything here's the thing every single person has a different fear food so like it's not a one-size-fits-all um not everybody with an eating disorder is going to be scared of a donut but like a lot of the times it is like people think that like people with eating disorders are just scared of like foods that are quote-unquote unhealthy but it's really not the case like some people are scared of healthy things like nuts and um stuff like that like it really doesn't make sense sometimes, but it's, you know, it's the way it is, and fear foods aren't supposed to make sense. Our brains try to rationalize with them. Anyway, I'll get into that later, but basically, there's a bunch of different fear foods you can have, um, and we can get them in many different ways. Um, Fear foods... A lot of the cause of fear foods is having some sort of negative association. So typically, a lot of the fear foods that I listed are like ones that are quote unquote unhealthy to diet culture standards. So we get this message from diet culture or from social media or whatever it is that this food is bad or this food is unhealthy or it's not whole food or it has this many calories or whatever and we all of a sudden associate that with being bad. So it could be an offhand comment. They can start anywhere. Like if you notice like pasta, donuts, bagels, like a lot of the fear foods revolve around carbohydrates and fats and like sugar too. And we notice that in culture, diet culture, it constantly promotes low sugar, low carb, low fat diets. And so we are constantly being surrounded by these messages from diet culture that certain foods are good and bad. And those bad foods, especially if you are somebody that has an eating disorder or engage in disordered eating, you are going to take and run with it. You're going to say those foods are bad. I am going to eliminate them. Fear foods can also come from an offhand comment from one of your relatives or your parents or your friend or somebody else. Let's say you're eating a salad and somebody says, wow, that food is so good. Look at my lunch today. It's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's, I'm not as healthy as you. And you say, hmm. My friend thinks she's not as healthy as me because she's eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Therefore, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches must be bad, and I must avoid them. So, that could be a negative association. A negative association is literally anything that we, any experience that we have, and something negative happens afterwards, or, like, a thought happens. So, we get these associations. You say, okay, my, this peanut butter and jelly's bad. Especially if you are somebody who is trying to control their nutrition or watching what they eat or engage in disordered eating, like, this can really be taken to the extreme. Like, if you're already somebody that is engaging in disordered eating or you feel a sense of control with food and you receive some, like, offhand comment like that, you're going to take that and add it to your list of foods to avoid and things to control or ways to regulate your intake or whatever it is. So, really, those offhand comments can literally be the start of a fear food. So there are literally so many different ways that you can get a fear food. Um, and a lot of it is messages from other people, or if your biggest fear, so like all of our fear foods have to do with a bigger fear that's inside of us. And I'm going to get into that in a little bit after I kind of talk about overcoming fear foods, but like our fear foods are not, it's not the food we're scared of. It's the consequence from that food. So let's say like in CBT, something called cognitive behavioral therapy, um, one of the goals of that therapy is to address underlying beliefs that you have that are guiding maladaptive behavior. So, like, what an underlying belief might be that makes you engage in a behavior that's not healthy. Um, so let's say we're talking about this in regards to a fear food. Let's say you have an underlying belief, a core belief, that you are not good and or you are not worthy And you use your behaviors to try and prove your worth. And let's say you turn to food as a means to prove your worth. Some, like, you can turn to other things too. Productivity, exercise, accomplishment, whatever it is, or people pleasing. But some people who have eating disorders um, develop the eating disorders because of they feel like they're not worthy or they feel like they are not enough or not good. And let's say you're training to food, right? And you have this belief that you're not good enough. And something that makes you good is if you eat good. And so, let's say one of those comments, let's say you have that belief and you're engaging in disordered eating and somebody says, oh, that donut is not good for me. You say, okay, in order to prove that I am good and I am worthy and I am following the rules and everything, I'm not going to eat donuts anymore. So, that is an underlying belief that could guide a fear food. It's like, you're not afraid of the donut itself. You are afraid of not being good and not being worthy. Because in your mind, when you eat a donut, it is a symbol of you not following a good behavior. Does that make sense? Okay, I hope you guys are following me. Um, kind of in all over the place. Or another reason is like, let's say another belief you have is that You cannot gain weight. Let's say that's a belief that you have. Underlying gain weight gain equals bad. And therefore, you are scared of things with a certain amount of energy in them. So let's say there's like an energy threshold and energy, I am talking about caloric value, but I'm calling it energy here um, because calories are energy. And yeah, anyway. So let's say you have a fear of things over a certain amount of energy. And you associate things over a certain amount of energy with weight gain. And so therefore you become afraid of foods over this certain amount of energy because you say, oh, if I eat this food that has this number, it is going to make me gain weight or whatever it is. Once again, you are not afraid of the food. You are afraid of that underlying belief that you have and that consequence that negates the underlying belief that you have. So that's just kind of like how foods, um, they don't, they're do not they not scary in themselves. It's the consequence that we're scared of. It's not the food. It's not the food. It's the consequence. So we all have underlying beliefs that um, guide our behavior around food. So anyway, that's a little bit on that part. So like I said, we can develop fear foods so many different ways. And what's stinky about fear foods is that the more that we avoid the fear food, the stronger it becomes and the more scared we get so what happens is we have this negative association with a food then when we have those negative emotions that are associated with that food and with that core belief we try our best because our bodies um you know designed for survival to avoid the anxiety so it'll do anything that it can to avoid that anxiety associated with the food And what do we naturally do? We avoid things that cause anxiety. So we start to avoid this negative association. We avoid this anxiety. And we do that by not eating the foods and sticking to foods that are quote unquote safe for our brain. And when we avoid that food, it creates a neural pathway in our brains that says, okay, avoiding this food equals good, it equals no anxiety, it lowers that anxiety. So a fear food is literally like a phobia. So like the more you avoid something, the stronger that fear becomes because we have these cells in our brains called neurons and they form pathways to communicate with each other. And so neural pathways are established in everything, like even walking. So like you have a neural pathway for walking, you have a neural pathway for talking, you have neural pathways for all these different behaviors. And the more that you use a certain neural path which is a connection of neurons, the stronger that it becomes. So the more that you avoid a certain food, the stronger the neural pathway for avoiding that food actually becomes. And then before you know it, you are terrified of this food. And you like cannot stop thinking about this food. And that is one of the first signs that you know that you have a fear food. And that is if you find yourself ruminating or obsessing over a certain food, that could be a sign that you are afraid of it. I remember when I was going through recovery, like when I, this is when I, I did not start recovery, but I was struggling with my eating disorder. Um, this is a long time back, but I still remember vividly this dream that I had. I was obsessing over waffles all the time. I would look up pictures of them on Pinterest, i on Instagram. I don't know. I literally just had like this infatuation with waffles. And one night I had a dream that I made this Belgian waffle and I ate it and it was so good in my dream. And then I woke up and I'm like, oh, I didn't actually have that waffle. Dang it. So I kept looking up pictures of them and that was like when I first started to develop symptoms of my eating disorder. So I like literally just thought I was eating quote unquote good, quote unquote controlled, whatever it is. Um, false sense of control, false sense of that FYI. (laughs) Um, and so I was like, Hmm, like I'm really craving waffles, but I can't eat them. So I like had that food roll, and I was scared of the food and I did not know that I was scared of waffles. I just was hyper fixated on them. and, I mean, it was annoying, of course, but I didn't know it at the time. Then when I finally went to treatment, I was like, oh my gosh, they served me a waffle. And I'm like, I'm terrified of this thing. Like, no wonder I keep obsessing over them. And I mean, that happens with each fear food that you have. You start to ruminate about it, think about it a lot, think about desserts a lot, think about whatever your fear food is, because your brain has a rule. Like, We tend to focus on things that we are restricted from or things that are bad, because our brain automatically captures negative attention. It's sad. Like, we want to, like, focus on the positives, but naturally, our brains are designed for survival, and things that are negative are going to pop out to us quicker than our positives. So negative fear foods, we're going to fixate on those. That's a first sign that you do have a fear food, is that you just can't stop thinking about certain foods. Also, if you notice yourself feeling tense or anxious anywhere in your mind or body when a certain food is mentioned or a certain food is presented. So let's say you're hanging out with your family and her friends and they say, "Let's go out for ice cream later." And immediately your brain thinks, "Okay, how am I going to fit this in my day plan, whatever? Like, what am I going to order?" And you start to ruminate about this and you feel a little bit of anxiety. Whether or not you're conscious of that anxiety, sometimes your body can feel a little bit anxious. So, you might tighten up a little bit, you might just feel a little bit more withdrawn. If you notice that feeling around certain foods, then you might have a fear food and um, that's, like, a pretty telltale sign is if you feel anxiety over a certain food. Um, so another, obviously, big sign that you have a fear of food is if you avoid certain foods or food groups. So, if you don't eat sugar for x, y, z reasons, if you don't eat fat, carbs, whatever it is, then you have to ask yourself, why am I avoiding this? Why am I, like, avoiding this whole food group? Like, am I afraid of it? Like, and odds are, you are definitely afraid of it if you're avoiding it. Unless it's for a medical reason, I'm putting that out there. If you have celiac and you can't eat gluten, like, that, obviously, like, you should be afraid of gluten. And you should be hyper-managing to make sure that nobody contaminates because we don't want you to get sick. So, anyway, that's a totally different thing. Um, Another sign that you might have a fear food is if you avoid putting yourself in situations that may have certain food present. So... Let's say you are hanging out with your friends and they're like, hey, let's go get coffee and you kind of like almost like push away from that and you say, I don't really want to go get coffee right now actually. Can we do something else? Can we go for a walk or something? Like even if you don't want coffee in that moment, like let's say you have a fear food of like a latte or um, any sort of those like fancy coffee drinks. And you say, oh, I don't really want to go there. So you avoid that situation and you say like, hey, you can go in there, but I'll just wait out in the store. Like, ask yourself, why don't I want coffee right now? Why don't I want to get this? Or like, why don't I want to order this, even though I'm kind of craving it? Like, why don't I want to get syrup in my coffee, whatever it is? Just ask yourself those questions. But it is a pretty clear sign that you do have a fear food. Um, So obviously, there are many different weird ways that, like, fear foods can sneak up on us, um, and whether you're intentional or unintentional about avoiding the food, it creeps up and it shows up in unexpected ways, so just always, whenever you have behaviors around your eating, like, ask yourself why, like, okay, if you are lactose intolerant and you are out to dinner with your family or friends and somebody puts cheese on something that's obviously a reason to say, oh, I cannot eat this, or if they put butter on something, that's a behavior that you should engage in. You should not eat something if you are genuinely get sick from it. But if you're not eating that cheese on your omelet or your pizza because you're scared of the cheese, then that's a fear food. And I'm not saying any of this is like it is not your fault that you have a fear food. It is not bad. It is not your doing that you have a fear food. It happens through negative associations. It is honestly, I live in a diet culture in our broken world. And it's really sad, but I can like totally rant for that for hours, but I'm not going to. So now that I've talked about how to know if you have a fear food, what a fear food is, um, I'm going to talk about how to overcome a fear food according to psychological principles and personal experience as well. So as I mentioned before, we get established neural pathways in our brain when we avoid something or when we engage in a behavior. So I'm going to take for instance, for this entire overcoming example, we are going to use a chocolate donut as an example. That is just a few food that I had personally when a few years ago when I was going through recovery and that it was a big food for me. So we're going to pretend chocolate donut is our food in this example. So for years, we've been avoiding this chocolate donut and the first time we avoided it, it was because of a comment made by somebody saying like, oh, donut has this much energy. And you said, oh, I can't eat that because I'm scared of it and stuff. So you avoid it, that establishes a neural pathway in your brain. Then we avoid it more and more and more, and that neural pathway associated with avoiding this donut becomes stronger because we don't feel anxiety when we eat the donut. So in order to overcome this, we need to rewire our brains and over and like break this neural pathway, form a new neural pathway. And there are many different goals that we have when forming these neural pathways. So that is the beautiful thing about our brains is that they are plastic, meaning that they rewire themselves based on what we do and what we reinforce. So when we reinforce overcoming this fear food and eating this fear food, the neural pathway associated with Avoiding the fear food weakens and the neural pathway associated with eating the food strengthens, which is a beautiful thing about our beautiful brains. I love the brain, it's really cool. Even though it does some silly little things, we love it. (laughs) Um, So, there are a few different goals when you want to overcome a fear food. The one is the first goal in any fear food you're overcoming is to not let the anxiety and guilt win, to eat with the guilt. I know that sounds silly, but I'm going to get into that in a little bit. The second goal is to enjoy the food without anxiety. Or if you do have anxiety, just let it come, let it go, and it's okay. Let me just tell you this, guys. It is okay to feel anxiety when you are eating a fear food. It's okay. The anxiety is not going to do anything to you. The guilt is not going to do anything to you. But you know what, Will? Giving into the guilt, giving into the anxiety. So I will get into how to sit with that anxiety in just a little bit, but I'm going to go through the steps to overcome. So first, what I really recommend you doing is monitoring your behaviors around food for a little bit. And each time you notice yourself resisting a certain food because you're scared of it, write it down. And once you write down your fear foods, like make a long, extensive list. I mean, if you have that many, I hope you don't, but like if you do, that's okay. Write down your list of fear foods then categorize them into like yellow and red categories. So a yellow category would be like, okay, I'm kind of afraid of this. Red is like, I'm terrified of this food. Like it's the last thing I want to eat right now. Um, so once you have that list, make that list, then make a list of safe foods. I know that sounds funny, but just hear me out. So when you first start introducing one of those fear foods, you're going to want to start gradual. You're going to want to start slow. You're going to want to start with some of those yellow foods. So something that's not going to absolutely freak you out in that moment, because you don't want to go to a place where you're just like, you have like a panic attack or something because of a certain like red food. I mean, if you do have a panic attack, we we'll, that's okay. And like, we'll get into that later, but like, you're not going to die. I, Like, you are not going to die from the anxiety from the fear food, and it's really hard to comprehend, but yeah. Anyway, sorry, I keep bringing that up, but I'll talk about that later. (laughs) So, basically, when you're encountering a fear food, you're exposing yourself to a phobia, and what we're going to do is kind of like a systematic desensitization thing. So, you're going to gradually expose yourself, and this is probably the best way to do it. So, in order for exposure therapy to work, though, you need to experience the exposure, to its full capacity. You can't just like half-heartedly look at the fear food and then look away from it or whatever, or just eat a little tiny bite of the fear food if that's not on your plan. So before you even start eating your fear food, make a plan. Say, okay, how am I gonna tackle this fear food? Do I wanna try and eat this whole chocolate donut right now and that be my like first exposure of this food? Or do I wanna start with half? or a quarter, or one bite. Do you wanna try one bite as your exposure to this chocolate donut? This chocolate donut is a, it's a, let's say it's a yellow food, okay? But let's say we wanna start with a quarter of the donut and we wanna plan out when we're gonna do these exposures. Because it is exposure therapy, we want to plan this out, make sure that we're gonna be okay, not do it on any time that's gonna be too distressing. So, yeah, we need to plan it out, Um, and we're going to start with our yellow foods. So, let's say you're exposing yourself to this food, and you put it, or yeah, you put it on the table, you put it wherever, you're eating your food, you have it, and when you're eating the food, you are going to feel anxious. I'm just going to say that, and it's hard, it really is hard to feel anxious, and, not but, and... It's going to be okay. The first thing you need to do when challenging the scary food is to sit in the anxiety. Sit in all the negative thoughts. Sit in the guilt and the shame that you feel and everything. I know it sounds miserable. It is at first and it really is. But, or not but, and the anxiety, the guilt, the shame is not going to hurt you. It won't. But behaviors that you use because of the anxiety and the guilt, the shame, is going to hurt you. Like, the anxiety and the guilt, it's telling you not to give yourself the food that your body needs and deserves. Instead, it's telling you to restrict yourself. So when you give in to that anxiety and guilt, that's when the harm comes. So... I know it's kind of hard to rewire your brain like that and just to, like, think, like, no way. This anxiety is so bad for me. But, like, it's temporary and the feeling will pass. So just sit with that for a second. Sometimes I, like, it's really... Okay. Sometimes it's really helpful to name the anxiety and the eating disorder thoughts that are coming in so if you've ever read the book life without ed she talks about naming her eating disorder ed i mean fitting name and ed is not you and when you are challenging a fear food and you're eating and the anxiety is flooding into your brain and the guilt and all these bad thoughts and everything Think of it as somebody else talking to you. Don't think of it as your own thoughts. Think of it as a separate thought. Think of it as Ed, for example. You can name it whoever you want, but say, like, okay, Ed is just saying these thoughts, but I don't need to listen to Ed. Like, it's there, but I can just, like, slap them out of my brain. Like, okay, the thoughts might be there, and you have the choice whether or not you want to listen to them in that moment. So if you are eating this chocolate donut, this quarter of the chocolate donut, and Ed says, you should feel so guilty for that. You shouldn't be doing this. Oh, I'm so anxious. It's going to lead to all these different consequences, like loss of control, whatever it is in your brain. Then you say, okay, Ed, I acknowledge these thoughts that are coming in and it's making me anxious. And I'm choosing not to listen to you and eat it despite the anxiety. Like courage is all about, and like overcoming fear is all about doing something, even though you're afraid. Like it stinks. Fear is so hard, but it does not define you. Like, God defines you, and it's not gonna kill you. Fear is not gonna kill you, okay? I promise you. It's like, I was, I was there, I've been there, done that. So, it's just, yeah, fear is not gonna kill you, I promise. It's hard. I know, though. Like, I've been there, and I feel you so much if you're out there struggling right now. Like, I, Have been there and I've done that, and it's a hard process, but like it gets easier. So, now I'm going to talk about how to make it a little bit easier. So, that first time after you expose yourself to that food and you eat the food, after you eat the food, sit with that anxiety for a little bit, and I want you to rate your anxiety on a scale of one to ten. And I want you to journal all those thoughts down that you're having. Then use a coping skill, a healthy coping skill to cope with that anxiety. Do you like to paint? Do you like to read? Do you like to sing? Do you like to watch Netflix? Do something that's going to bring you joy and make you happy. Um, and is a healthy coping skill because what that does then it pairs that food with a positive experience. So if you're challenging a food, make that chocolate donut, maybe do it with a family member, maybe go out to lunch or like go out for a little snack and eat the donut with somebody that's positive in your life. And that will automatically associate your brain with like the donut with something positive and a new association is formed. That new neural pathway is formed. So you not only started a new neural pathway or strengthening this neural pathway through that positive association, but the neural pathway involved in avoiding the food just got broken. It's going to get weaker and it's going to get easier. So then set up another time to challenge this food, whether it's two days later or it's the next week, but do it semi-soon afterwards. Challenge the food again. Maybe add a little bit of more food. Maybe eat a little bit more of it. And then I want you to rate your anxiety again. Sit with that anxiety, journal your thoughts, and see how your anxiety compares to the first time. Then you can compare and see that like, okay, maybe it's the same, but over time, Challenge it more and more and more and more. And your anxiety will decrease. Keep pairing the food with something positive. Keep coping well and your brain will rewire. Your thoughts will get so much kinder with that food. And the more you challenge it, the more you eat that food, the less anxious you'll become and the easier it will get. Your brain will get used to eating it and it will feel so much easier and all of a sudden, it won't be a fear food, food anymore. You'll be like, hey, I just conquered that. Like, that's amazing. Like, it's the most amazing feeling to like go after church or before church or whatever it is or wherever you get donuts to go get a chocolate donut and be like, hey, like this used to bring me anxiety, but now it doesn't. Like, whoa, the brain's pretty cool. Like, if you think of it, it's amazing. So basically, go through all those, pro- like, all those steps, challenge the food again. Go through the steps again until you really don't feel that fear anymore. And in the future, if you do feel fear around that food again, one, ask yourself, why? Why am I feeling fear around this food? And two, remember that, like, it's okay to feel that fear. The fear doesn't mean anything. You can still eat the food even if you're afraid. So that's my biggest advice for that, and it will happen. Um, okay, so also, if you still can't face that food... Like, let's say you are absolutely terrified. Let's say you've been avoiding this food for years or months or weeks even. And you're just, like, really scared of it. And you just feel like you can't even start with that food. Um, We're going to do something called a behavior chain. So, this is going to kind of be like an if-then. So let's say the chocolate donut is just so scary for you, and there's no possible way your brain's telling you that you can eat that. Your brain's like, nope, absolutely not. Like, life or death, like, I will literally die if I eat that food. And you have all these really bad thoughts about that food, and you just cannot do it. Say, okay, if I eat this chocolate donut, then what will happen? Then I will feel guilty. If I feel guilty, what will happen? I will feel... Bad. If I feel bad, what will happen? I will feel bad about my body. Or, and then, like, if I feel bad about my body, then what will happen? I will have bad body image. And then, how do we cope with body image? We cope. We cope with that body image, and it's going to be okay. It's not life or death. Like, bad body image, it stinks, but like, it will be okay. Or, for example, let's say if I eat this donut, then I will gain weight. Let's say that's a belief that you have. If you gain weight, then what happens? Then you're still a human. You're still beautiful. You still deserve to take up space. Like, then you cope with feelings of weight gain. And you can cope with it. You can get help. And you can talk to people about it and get support for that. Um, Or another way to do it is, okay, if I eat this donut... Let's say you have the belief, if I eat this donut, then I'll gain weight. What fact is that coming from? Because we all know eating a donut won't lead to weight gain. (laughs) Um, Ask yourself, okay, where is this coming from? Is this a true fact or is this a fiction that my brain made up? Or if I eat this donut now, let's say it's mid-morning, then I won't be hungry for lunch, therefore I can't eat lunch. Something like that. Like, where did your brain tell you that? Is that a fact? You still need to eat lunch. Like, it's... Like, just keep going down the line. Like, where did I hear this from? Is this real? Is this fake? What is the worst case scenario in this situation? So that's just kind of like how to restructure that. And once you realize that, like, okay, the worst that can happen is I feel really, really guilty and anxious, and then I cope with that. Or I have really, really bad body image, and then I cope with that. And, like, it's going to be okay. As long as your physical health is not in imminent danger, like, you can get through a fear food with the right support. So that also brings me to like a point that if you notice yourself really struggling with fear foods, I highly encourage you to reach out to a therapist, especially one who's like specializes in eating disorders because they know how to help you overcome fear foods and it's a long process. And like I said, it's really hard, but like, it's so worth it. And therapists know what they're doing and they can guide you through that every step of the way. They can involve your family, help them do exposures with you, anything that you need. Like, I highly encourage therapy. Like, it is such a beautiful thing and I just really don't want you to go through this alone. So find a therapist, find a dietitian, find somebody who specializes in disordered eating and can help you overcome fear foods just because like, I don't want you to ever go through this alone. And this podcast is not therapy. Like, I, like, I literally just graduated college. Like, I am not a therapist. Like, I, this is from my experience and like, my education right now. And it will be many, many years before I have the credentials to give therapy. So I just encourage you to seek help if you do find yourself struggling with a lot of fear foods. Um, or food rules, which is another thing that somebody asked about, um, or a few of you asked about on my Instagram and food rules, it's basically the same process. So if you realize, let's say food rule you have is like, Oh, can't eat above X amount of calories or whatever it is, or have to exercise in order to eat this or have to eat this much protein for breakfast or whatever, ask yourself again, why, where is that's coming from, how to break that food rule, like, what is going to happen if I break this food rule? So, what I encourage you to do if you do have a food rule, intentionally break it. So, if your food rule is I have to exercise before I eat breakfast, let's say, um, which is just an example one, I'm not saying it's anybody's, but, um, let's say that's any, like, a food rule you have. Eat breakfast, without exercising beforehand. Sit in that anxiety, journal your anxiety, expose yourself to that fear because underlying each food rule, there's a fear. There's a core belief saying, like, if you have that fear, I need to exercise before I eat breakfast. What is that underlying belief? Does that mean that you have to use a certain amount of energy in order to eat that energy? And why do you have to do that? Do you want to maintain control, maintain your weight, whatever it is? Like, just really ask yourself, why am I doing this? And what a benefit of this is my body? And intentionally break that food rule, journal it, and then continue to intentionally break that so it becomes not scary to break it anymore. And just, like, give yourself grace too. Like, not every time is going to be perfect. And you can do this. Like, you've got this. I am so confident in you. And, like, I know it's hard right now, but it will get so much easier. Whether it's a food rule, whether it's a fear food, like you can overcome this. Reach out for help, and I know that you've got this. So, anyway, I guess just to like close off, that was just kind of like an intro, I guess, fear foods 101. <laughs> but I just really encourage you guys to seek help if you are experiencing fear foods. And just remember that you are so worthy, so loved, and so beautiful, no matter what you look like. Act like, feel like whatever it is, you are so worthy. And I just want to end off there because, like, I believe that we all deserve food, we all deserve goodness, we all deserve living our fullest, best lives. So, Anyway, I hope you found this episode helpful. Um, As always, please DM me with any comments, questions, or concerns, and I am open. I am here for you guys, and I hope you all have an amazing day, and just remember to show yourself love and grace today. Bye!